What's up, you guys? I'm Tracy Jones, and this is the Energy Academy. I feel so passionately about women, especially mothers, living life as their strongest, most vibrant, most grounded, most energetic self. That's what we do on this show. We talk about everything surrounding our physical, mental, and emotional energy. How can we create and manage our energy? What would my life look like if I was my most vibrant self? How would that affect the people that I love? Can I really be that girl? How are simple choices like what I'm going to wear tomorrow affecting my mental energy? This is a place where we question everything. This is a place where we create change. This is the Energy Academy. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Energy Academy. This week, we are talking about discipline per your request. I put up a question box in my Instagram story probably a couple of weeks ago and asked just, you know, if you guys had any special requests for, you know, topics you wanted me to cover on the podcast. And for sure, hands down, the most requested topic was discipline. And here's the deal. I'm going to try to keep this episode fairly short and sweet because I think discipline should be very short and sweet. I really think that people overcomplicate what discipline needs to be and what it needs to look like and how to implement it into your life. And I don't want to have this like long drawn out podcast about it and feed that monster. I want to keep it short and sweet and to the point so that you can implement it short and sweet and to the point in your life and start reaping the benefits of it. Now, here's the deal with discipline. If we, and and when we talk about discipline, let's be very clear that like a definition that we would use of the kind of discipline that we're talking about here is going to be um, like training yourself to do something um, habitually. That I think that would be a pretty good I think that's a pretty good definition of the way that we are trying to utilize discipline in our lives is training yourself to do something um, consistently or habitually. I think that's, yeah, I think I like that definition. So, you know, it, it doesn't need to be, it just doesn't need to be overcomplicated. However, here's the first thing that we are going to, that we have to address if we're going to talk about discipline. And that would be emotion. The first thing that we got to talk about is emotions, feelings. And then just to just really hit it home straight off the bat, you guys, your feelings are so fleeting. They, and, and I don't mean your, like I'm pointing my finger at you. I should say our, our feelings are so fleeting. They're up and down and all around and over the place, all over the place, very quickly, all of the time. And here is the sauce with your feelings. If you allow your feelings and your emotions to be in the driver's seat of your life, your car is going nowhere, sister. You're going to feel like you are on a loop-de-loop track making circle after circle after circle and never getting anywhere and never getting anything accomplished because your emotions are not reliable. They're just not. And here's the thing. I said this on my Instagram so many times, and it is if you are waiting on motivation to start something, 
get something done, you know, whatever, you will be waiting forever because motivation is a feeling. So first of all, it comes and goes. And if you're counting on a feeling to be the driver of your discipline, well, when that feeling leaves your body, then so does the discipline, right? So we cannot allow our emotions or our feelings to to be in the driver's seat. It's that is a that's an absolute recipe for disaster. The other thing about motivation is that which this is like I guess a little bit of a sidebar but talking about motivation, but I do get that question on my Instagram woo all the time. How do I stay motivated? How do I stay motivated? And the deal is that motivation follows action. So a lot of people think that they need the motivation in order to get started and and complete the action, when in all reality, what you need is the discipline up front to cause you to start the thing, complete the action, whatever that looks like for you. That might be getting started on a fitness journey, health and wellness, um, your nutrition, something in your relationship that you're really working on, something in your business that you're really working on. I know I have a lot of you guys that are also fellow entrepreneurs that follow me. So, you know, whatever. So what you actually need is the discipline first to cause you to take the action, take the step, make the, you know, get started on the thing, the task, and then motivation will follow that action, not the other way around. And just do not be duped into think that motivation comes out of the blue like manna from heaven, and then it causes you to complete an action, take action, whatever. It is absolutely the exact opposite. You take action and then you are motivated by the action that you've completed to do it again. So the the driver has to be discipline. And here's the other thing I want to say about emotions is that there is absolutely an emotional cycle. And the thing about the emotional cycle is that you can go through the emotional cycle very quickly, like within in five minutes, or it might take you five hours or five days. It might take you five months. It depends on you, really. It depends on you and what what this thing is that you're going through the emotional cycle about. Um, and usually when you're looking at something that's very goal-oriented, I would say that first feeling in the emotional cycle is going to be excitement. And let's just look at, for this example, let's just look at like um, you're starting to work out. Okay. First of all, you're very excited. I see this all the time. People come in, they're so excited to work out. They're very first getting started and they are pumped up and they're going to work out seven days a week for three hours a day. And they're going to eat 3000 grams of protein a day and blah, and drink four gallons of water a day. And like, they're so excited, you know, they're so excited. And then the next step is a little bit of like frustration, usually, of like, okay, well, this isn't happening as fast as I thought it would. I'm on day two, and um, I've lost no pounds. And now I'm frustrated because this isn't happening as fast as I thought it was going to happen. And by the way, just for a little sidebar moment here, please, can, can we just all understand that the results that you are wanting in your fitness journey within one to two months are realistically going to take you one to two years? So settle in, sis. It's a marathon, not a sprint, baby. Anyway, so frustration. Then usually the next thing is going to be like a, um, like a denial type situation feeling. And a lot of times denial will come out as procrastination, you know, so denial of like, 
or procrastinate. A lot of times it will come out as procrastination. And so that might look like, you know, avoiding the workout, avoiding, you know, um, prepping your food, avoiding drinking your water, just putting off your, the most common way that I see it in a, in like a workout type scenario is going to be, um, you've had all dang day to get your workout in and now it's 9 PM at night and you still haven't done your workout. And now it's 9 PM at night. So are you really probably going to do it that late? No. So you procrastinated. Now you got to bump it to tomorrow. You know, that's usually the next feeling. And then usually the next feeling on the emotional cycle is like a fear of like, this isn't going to work for me. I can't do this because now you've procrastinated enough that you've given yourself a little bit of evidence that maybe you can't do it. So then you, you start to fear like, oh my God, what if I really can't do this? Well, then comes anger. And we'll say anger part one of like, they lied to me. I followed this girl on the internet and she does this workout program. And she said it was going to do this, this, and this for me. And it's not doing that, that, and that for me. So now I'm mad right? Okay. And then is anybody laughing right now? And like, oh my God, I've been through this exact cycle. And then like anger part two is going to be you turning your finger around and pointing it at yourself and go, you know what? No, I'm mad at me because, and this is um, anger part two slash personal responsibility, because now what you're doing is you're admitting that you're in the driver's seat and um, you've made some not so great choices up to this point. And now I'm going to take personal responsibility. And then that personal responsibility whoop, loops you back into excitement because now I'm excited again because I've, you know, I've got clear thoughts. I've got a clear head. I have been through this whole entire, entire emotional cycle and now I'm pumped up and excited again. Okay, now listen, you could apply that to anything. You could apply that to business. You could apply that to relationships. I mean, we could go on and on and on, but that's kind of a loop, an emotional loop that we that I see people go through. And the deal is that as you're going through that emotional loop, it can be very difficult to make like rational decisions or... Um, grounded decisions. It can just because your emotions are going up and down and they're ping ponging all over the place, right? Like you're going from excitement to frustration to, you know, so that's what I mean when I say you can't let your emotions be in the driver's seat because they, that's kind of what's happening with your emotions in any given scenario. And the other thing is that a lot of times, which we should not, we should totally not do this, but we totally do is that we let other people, other things, external stimuli affect our emotions. And we should totally not do that. We should absolutely be in charge of our own own emotions. But we're human and we allow other or things that other people do or say or whatever to affect us. And so that our emotions can just be all over the place. You know, I mean, I've had it happen before where I'm on my way to the gym and I'm going to get in a great workout and blah, blah, blah. And then I get a phone call and it's, you know, on the other end of the phone from whoever or whatever about whatever, you know, and then I'm like, I don't even want to go do this workout anymore because whatever just happened and it totally rained on my parade. Well, that's where discipline has to kick in. And I go, you know what? It doesn't matter what just happened. I'm going to do the dang workout. That's kind of the first piece of discipline that I wanted to talk about today was your emotions. You got to kick emotions out of the driver's seat. Emotions are riding in the back of the bus, people. Just whoop, kick them to the back of the bus. They are just way too unpredictable. And like, I didn't even get into like our hormonal cycle. 
as women and how that affects our emotions, which in turn can affect our decisions and discipline. So we didn't even cross that bridge and we're not going to because then this podcast would be way longer than I said it was going to be in the beginning. I don't want to get into that right now. But then here's the second thing about discipline is once you've removed emotion from it, your success rate is going to be a lot higher. Okay. But here's the other thing I want you to know about discipline is that it is a muscle. It is, look at it as a muscle. The more you use it, the more you exercise it, the stronger it gets and the heavier load it can bear. So when you have been implementing discipline into your life for a very long time and you are, um, you have in turn created some very strong habits because of the discipline in your life, then when a storm comes into your life, no matter what that storm looks like, you are so much more likely to be successful in sticking to those strong habits. And I do have an entire podcast episode on habits if you want to go back and listen to that one. But you're so much more likely to stick to those strong habits and stick to that discipline that you have in your life after you've given it a lot of time to build up strength. So, and I can give you guys a really great example. Um, I played division one college golf. I was a full scholarship athlete um, in college, had a really awesome experience playing, playing division one golf. It was super cool. I got to play golf all over the country and do all kinds of really cool things. But that, you know, that getting that opportunity, earning that opportunity came from years of hard work prior to, prior to it actually happening. So I actually started playing golf. I think I've got, I'm, if I'm remembering this correctly, I think I got my first set of golf clubs for my 13th birthday. I'm almost positive that's correct. And I started playing golf and I had a little bit of a knack for it. Um, but I just, I really liked it. Um, I thought it was fun. I thought it was cool. There weren't a lot of other girls my age, like especially where I was growing up playing golf at that time, you know. So it just wasn't nearly as common of a sport or whatever. So anyway, I kind of fell in love with it and decided, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of good at this. I'm a really hard worker. And so I'm going to go for it. I am going to bust my rear end and I'm going to earn myself a college scholarship. And my parents basically made me this deal of like, if you, if you are going to treat golf as um, a job, basically, where you're going to earn yourself a scholarship and you're going to get your college paid for, then you don't have to get a job. So I, that's exactly what I did through high school. And I played other sports in high school. Basketball was really my first love. I started playing competitive basketball when I was pretty young. Um, I played competitive soccer when I was young. I played volleyball. Like I did all kinds of stuff. I was in, I was in competitive team sports from the time I was like nine until I was 22. So I just have a very, you know, sports, athletic, whatever kind of background. So, and in order to, Okay, but let's just focus on the golf thing. So I get my first set of golf clubs when I turned like 13. I was in eighth grade. And then um, I start just really chipping away at it, really working at it. And if you don't don't know a lot about golf, well, here's what I find. (laughs) What I find is that people that don't know a lot about golf think it is very boring. They're like, oh my God, that's so boring. It takes forever to play. And it does. Um, but here's why, here's what I'm going to tell you. I really and truly think, and I had a lot of discipline already, like, like intrinsic, um, drive and discipline 
already when I was that age. But then I think my experience with golf made it even more solidified in my life, just that ability to create discipline in my life. And then it bled over into every other area of my life from there. But when I started playing golf, um, if if you don't know this about golf, it's a, it can be a very lonely sport because although like in high school and college or whatever, there is a team and you can win tournaments, win titles, whatever, as a team, golf is pretty much an extremely individualized sport. I mean, if you look at any kind of pro level or whatever, there's there's no team, nothing happening, sister. I mean, it is very much a cutthroat individual game. And so, you know, as far as like practicing and honing your skills and stuff like that, a lot of times, especially for me growing up, because I did grow up in a smaller town where there were a lot of people playing golf, there weren't a lot of girls playing golf. I spent a lot of time practicing and honing my skills alone by myself because there's, it's just, it's just such an individual sport. But here's the deal. I, as a teenager, and especially once I could drive, so especially once I turned 16, um, I, you guys would go like to the golf course at like 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning and I would be there you know, practicing before the sun came up, um, doing these certain drills. And I had to do all of that by myself. And I think that that really implemented so much discipline in my life that I still carry with me to this day. I started building that discipline muscle at a very young age. Now, that was an opportunity that kind of came my way because of the sport that I chose. But what I'm getting at is, It was a few years of me like getting up early, going to the golf course, going to practice, you know, being there by myself, hitting the shots, going and picking the balls up and going and hitting them again, and then going to a different hole and practicing from a different spot, practicing from a different yardage, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I spent so much time alone by myself doing that. And it really made me very strong mentally. And let me be very clear, as a teenager, (laughs) there were a lot of other things that I could have gone and done or that I probably wanted to go do quite a bit. Like one an example I can think of is after a Friday night football game, I might want to go hang out with my friends and go do all the things that my friends were going to go do, but I wouldn't. Instead, I would go home and go to bed because I was going to be at the golf course at 630 on Saturday morning. You know, stuff like that. Wherever you're at in your life today, you're going to have those kind of temptations of like, I want, I I could be doing this or I could be doing that or, you know, um, distractions, you know, temptations, distractions, whatever. And you just have to remove the emotion from the situation and go, you know what, what's my end goal? What do I, what is the choice that I need to make right now in this moment? That's going to put me just one little millimeter closer to that end goal. So two things that I want to point out there is that I, I had an end goal and my goal was by the, you know, by the time I graduated high school, which you guys got to think I started doing this when I was like a freshman. So that that's like four years off in the distance that I was looking. And I was going, my end goal is that, you know, by the time I graduate high school, I want to be a full ride athlete going to play golf, college totally paid for, 
Okay, so I got to make a decision right now that's going to benefit that situation and help me get to that situation. You guys, we still have to do that now in our daily lives. Like I have to make the decision right now that's going to get me to that goal, whatever that goal is later on down the road. And the other thing that I do think that I was really good at is I just took the emotion out of it. I took the negotiation out of it. This was the goal. This was the path to get to the goal. I have to stay on the path. Bada bing, bada boom. I mean, that's it. And then you just, you just kind of have to be like almost robotic about it. Um, and I keep going back to the example of like exercising, working out, whatever, but I just think it's a super easy example that everybody can follow of, you know, it's, especially for those of you that get up early in the morning and work out, boy, when that alarm clock, alarm clock goes off, it would be so much easier and it would feel so much better in the moment to just mm, turn that little baby off and just mm, go right back to sleep, you know, or just sleep a little longer and miss the workout but that doesn't get it closer, closest to our end goal. So we just have to take the emotion out of it. It doesn't matter how good it would feel to skip the workout and stay in bed. We have to remove that and just stick to what we know we need to do to get us closer to the end goal. Now, here's the other side of that is that if you are going to get any kind of emotions or feelings involved, I think what you need to be thinking about or looking at is how will I feel when I accomplish X, Y, and Z? Get those emotions involved. How will it feel when I, how will I, feel? let's just stick with the workout, early morning workout example. How, when that alarm clock goes off and you're like, oh, you know. I mean, if you're coherent enough to think this thought that early in the morning, how, how am I going to feel when that workout's over? How am I going to feel? How am I going to feel? You know, and then, but here's the cool thing, you guys, once you do that so many times, right, you, you're exercising that discipline muscle and you're building it stronger and stronger and you're making it happen. Then you, you start to know how you're going to feel after the workout. And then you start to crave that feeling and the craving of that success feeling is so much stronger than the, um, the feelings or the emotions of, I'd rather just stay in bed and not do it right now. When the feeling or the craving for the, um, you know, the success of getting up, getting the workout done, getting the endorphins early in the morning, when that outweighs the, the other, then you're in a good position with your feelings and your emotions. And I can give you another great example of like, um, you know, I mentioned negotiations a second ago. You can't negotiate with yourself. That's another reason that cold plunging has been so good for me is because <laughs> I walk back there and I take my clothes off and I have my little timer and I'm now cold plunging for five minutes every day, but I have my timer set for five minutes and 10 seconds. Okay. So I give myself, when I hit that timer button, I know that I have 10 seconds to swing my legs over that tank and drop my little booty all the way down in there, get that water above my shoulders and get settled in there for the next five minutes. I give myself 10 seconds. Like I don't, and, and here's the deal. There are a lot of times that I want to negotiate with myself and I'll feel the negotiations start to pop up in my brain of like, well, I could run over to the barn and feed the horses first and then I could come back and do this. And then no, immediately no, we're not negotiating, get in the tank. 
get in the tank. Hit the start button on the timer. You have 10 seconds to have your butt in that tank so that you do not miss any of your five minutes of time in the water because I'm not wasting, you know, the first 15, 20 seconds of my five minutes getting in the tank. That's already built into my timer, right? But when you feel yourself start to negotiate, you just, uh uh-uh, nope. I'm taking my feelings out of it. I'm not negotiating with myself. I'm getting in the tank, whatever that is for you. But that's, that's one of the reasons, uh, you know, why, why cold plunging has been so great for me first thing in the morning is because it's that mental battle first thing in the morning. And by God, I'm going to win it. I'm going to win it every freaking time. And what's funny is I'm, I'm, (laughs) who am I beating myself? I'm beating my own brain you know, and I'm telling you, you guys, even if the physical benefits of cold plunging were not as powerful as they are, I would still do it because of the mental victory that it gives me every single morning. But that, that is a way that I am able to exercise that discipline muscle every single day as I get back there and I put myself in a situation where I could allow my feelings to run away with me and go, oh my God, this thing's going to like <clears throat> suck my breath away. You know, it's, I don't, I don't want to do this. I do not want to get in this cold water. I don't want to do this. I don't feel like it. This is not fun. This is not giving me the warm fuzzies, you know, um, and then the negotiations start. Well, maybe I could do it later, you know, and it, it just, I'm putting myself in that situation where I have to, I get to make a choice of, am I going to do this? Am I going to you know, am I going to win this battle right now? Or am I going to succumb to my own thoughts and feelings and emotions um, and negotiations? And by God, I'm going to win it every time. I am going to win it every time. But that is a great way that I have been able to exercise that discipline muscle, uh, you know, first thing in the morning, every single day. So still 20 out of 10 recommend cold plunging. It's so good for you in so many different ways. We don't even have to get into the physical benefits, just the mental aspect of it is just so stinking good. And I think you have to do that. You know, I think you've got to put yourself in some situations where you give yourself the opportunity to, to win that victory, to win that battle, to win that war within your own mind. Because, um, the more victories you put in the win column, the stronger that muscle gets. So you guys, those are, those are my thoughts on discipline. Um, you got to you got to take your emotions out of it. It cannot you cannot allow your emotions to be in the driver's seat of your life. You will go absolutely nowhere fast. I'm just here to tell you that because it's just too um we just can't count on our feelings. They are not dependable. Discipline is dependable and just remember that it is like a muscle. You've got to exercise it for it to get stronger. And the more you exercise it and the stronger it gets, the heavier of a load it can bear. And that is a good thing because then when storms come up in your life and things pop up and something you're not expecting and, you know, something happens and it it throws you for a loop, it doesn't really throw you for a loop anymore because now you've got that discipline muscle built that has allowed you to create some concrete, consistent um, 
wonderful habits in your life that keep you grounded, keep you moving forward, keep you in a healthy state, keep your energy high, keep your mental clarity just crystal clear. And that's what we're after. That's what we're looking for. So those are my thoughts and feelings on discipline. I hope that this helps you. I hope it's kind of what you were looking for. It, it's not nearly as complicated as it as we make it out to be, you guys. But I think sometimes what we want is for it to be complicated because then it would be a little easier for us to justify not doing it. But in all reality, it's real simple. You guys take your emotions out of it. Take the negotiations out of it. Just pull the trigger, execute. Don't forget that motivation follows action. You will start to feel motivated to do something after you start doing it. And discipline is going to be one of the greatest things that you can implement into your life because it gives you truly so much freedom. It really does because it keeps you in line with the things that are important to you, the goals that you are working towards, um, health habits that you need to keep you up and running and healthy at 100%, your best, best self, being disciplined in, in the areas of your life that improve those things about you. It gives you so much freedom, you guys. It really does. So those are my thoughts and feelings. On that, I hope you enjoyed it. We can definitely talk about it more if you guys want to, but um, I think it's a pretty simple thing and we have to not overcomplicate it. So I hope you guys are having an awesome week. I hope you had a great weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys again here next week at the Energy Academy. Thanks for being here, you guys. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much for joining me here at the Energy Academy. You can find me over on Instagram at tracy.w.jones. We'll catch you in the next episode.